My favorite way to enjoy the nice summer weather is on my electric bike from our sponsor, Electric E-Bikes. It's super fun. You can go up to 28 miles an hour with tons of torque, fully foldable for easy storage, ships fully assembled, and they have affordable financing. Go to lectricebikes.com. The link is in the podcast notes. There is a building plan among Republicans to impeach President Joe Biden. For what? It doesn't really matter, and they don't really seem to know. And that's where we are starting today. Speaker of the House Kevin McCarthy, of course, a Republican, two days ago floated the idea of a Biden impeachment inquiry. He was roundly criticized by anybody connected to reality. And then yesterday he defended that call. We'll also hear from radical, repugnant, reactionary Republican Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene and others who are jumping on the bandwagon. Now, understand that this is nothing other than a bloodthirsty desire for revenge. Trump did things worthy of impeachment, and so he was impeached and subsequently acquitted by the Senate. Joe Biden has done nothing worthy of impeachment. But if you impeach Trump, their new line is we will impeach Biden, even if the facts don't point that way. Let's start with Kevin McCarthy from a couple of days ago saying that we are getting to the point where the actions of Joe Biden, what actions? I don't know, rise to the level of an impeachment inquiry. And you're sitting here today where now you have found millions of foreign money, just what the 1023 alleges they did to Biden's family. Now we found that it has funneled through shell companies. If you're sitting in our position today, we would know none of this if Republicans had not taken the majority. We've only followed where the information has taken us. But Hannity, this is rising to the level of impeachment inquiry, which provides Congress the strongest power to get the rest of the knowledge and information. So there it is. Uh, The alleged statements in a 1023. We'll talk about what a 1023 is a little bit later. The allegations in the 1023 about the apparent funneling of money to Biden's family, supposedly through LLCs and court shell corporations. There's a lot of alleged and Biden's family and very little here is an actual crime we can point to, but it doesn't matter. Kevin McCarthy then yesterday defending his uh, assertion that this is getting to the point of an impeachment inquiry. What I said last night and I continue, I said it before when more of this continues to unravel, Mm. it rises to the level of impeachment inquiry where you would have the Congress (laughs) to have the power to get to all these answers. I would think the Biden family would want to answer these questions as well, provide the documents instead of holding them back. We're watching this administration use government much like Richard Nixon used by denying (laughs) us to get the information that we need. Much of what he says there of what is uh, uh, happening with Biden actually happened with Trump. Much of what they say has happened to Trump. He's had the Justice Department and investigative powers of Congress turned against him in a politically partisan manner. 
No, that's actually what seems to be happening to Joe Biden, as we have a Republican Party that is determined to impeach Joe Biden for no reason other than Trump was impeached. Meanwhile, in the House of Representatives, Marjorie Taylor Greene has two demands. The first demand is impeach Joe Biden. The second demand is expunge the impeachments of Donald Trump, which, by the way, isn't a thing. Remember, sending it back to the states on January 6th, that wasn't a thing. Uh, um, forensic audits where you check for bamboo fibers and barbecue sauce and dry rubs and the presence of, you know, chia seeds on the ballots. That's not a thing. None of these are things. And it continues on. What I'm demanding is that the Republican led House of Representatives move forward on an impeachment inquiry on Joe Biden. Right. Because this type of corruption should never be allowed to stand. We must expunge President Trump's wrongful impeachment <laughs> and we must impeach Joe Biden. And as you can see, just electric applause in the House of Representatives. Listen, um, what expunge Trump's impeachments? He was impeached and he was acquitted. That's it. The acquittal was the adjudication. It happened. That's it. He was adjudicated not guilty by the Senate. And uh, we, you know, we could go back and talk about how that happened, but that's it. Expungement is not a thing. And then lastly, here is Republican Congressman Daryl Issa saying not only does it look like Republicans are building momentum towards impeaching Joe Biden, he thinks that Democrats are going to join. All right. Well, that that might be interesting. So you have, I think, about 18 members of Congress, Republican members of Congress who are were elected in Biden districts. Do you think you have the support of 222 Republican members to move forward with this, Congressman? Absolutely. I believe that finding the truth and the inquiry, these these individuals that won uh, in those Biden seats, and I used to be one of them uh, in my old district, uh, it doesn't change the fact that you want to get to the truth. As a matter of fact, I would expect that some Democrats would join us sure. in a bipartisan inquiry to get to the truth. <laughs> now, of course, this would be f as as a as a prerequisite to Democrats saying, let's impeach Biden to get the truth. You would first have to have Democrats who believe that somehow the quote truth is being hidden from them or something along those lines. And we've heard nothing of that. So at this point, I would say dream on, Daryl. Is it possible that Democrats would join? Of course, it's always possible, but there's no reason to suggest that's going to happen. Uh, they are determined to impeach Joe Biden solely because Trump was impeached himself. Ron DeSantis's campaign continues to crumble. It's evaporating like when you pour water on cotton candy. It's just just you can't quite reach it. Ron DeSantis has now fired or laid off, I guess you could say, another third of his campaign staff. They are calling it a reset, but they always do. Politico reports DeSantis lets go of more than a third of campaign staff as the reset continues. The cuts, which were confirmed by advisors, will amount to a total of 38 jobs shed across an array of departments. They will include the roughly 10 event planning positions that were announced several weeks ago, in addition to the recent departures of two senior campaign advisors, Dave Abrams and Tucker Obenshane. Here's the way they are putting a positive spin on it. Following a top to bottom review of our organization, 
we have taken additional aggressive steps to streamline operations and put Ron DeSantis in the strongest position, really, to win this primary and defeat Joe Biden. That's according to campaign manager Janera Peck going on to say, quote, Governor DeSantis is going to lead the great American comeback. We're ready to hit the ground running as we head into an important month of the campaign. Uh, this is this is not actually a, a positive thing. They just hired all these people. The idea that they just hired all these people, but now we are reassessing and we're going to streamline and everything's going so well. No logical uh, campaign would hire this number of people a month ago and immediately lay them off and frame it all as just optimizing and streamlining. There is one reason that this is happening. Well, really two reasons, but they're related. Fundraising failing and polling failing. That's what it is. Um, DeSantis did raise about 20 million in Q2, which is respectable, not nearly as much as Trump and Trump raised not nearly as much as Joe Biden, but 20 million is respectable. But they basically spent all of it. They are really uh, um, you really want to spend everything you raise and they are not able to spend nearly as much as they want because they're not raising as much as they want. It's being reflected in the polling. As I told you yesterday, Ron DeSantis is polling support among Republicans in the primary is uh, down 42 percent from the peak. It uh, peaked around uh, 31 or so, and it's down to about 18. So he's lost almost half of his support. As a result, he's lost, lost presumably and proportionately about half of his uh, funding, uh, and it is not good. So do not be fooled. The DeSantis campaign is crumbling. Imagine where he will be a month from now at the time of the first Republican debate. It will essentially be the last gasp for DeSantis if he wants to make the case that Republican voters should and might support him rather than Donald Trump. It's not looking good. LeBron James, the professional uh, basketball player, has uh, uh, a few kids. One of them is Bronny James, who himself is an excellent basketball player. Bronny James suffered cardiac arrest yesterday during uh, practice, and this immediately brought out of the woodwork. They come out like roaches. Oh, is that too, too dehumanizing? I'm sorry. They come out of the woodwork to say the vaccine, the covid vaccine must have caused this. And this is actually a building story that even though, you know, and I know that sudden cardiac arrest in athletes, especially men, especially football and basketball players has been a thing for decades. I remember uh, growing up in Massachusetts when this happened to uh, Reggie Lewis, in fact, the Celtics player and a number of other examples, despite the fact that this is a relatively well studied phenomenon, rare but well studied now that they uh, all they have is a hammer. Everything looks like a nail. Here is a clip of Sean Hannity on his radio program suggesting without evidence that it really should be looked at whether I don't know, maybe that covid vaccine is responsible for what happened to Bronny James. Let's listen. Pretty scary story about LeBron uh, James has a son. It's Bronny James is his name. Yes. And I guess he plays at USC. Is that where he plays at USC? He's a great, apparently very talented uh, uh, basketball player. And he suffered cardiac arrest during practice. Yes. Now, people are angry at Elon Musk. 
because Elon Musk rightly pointed out that with young athletes, there has been a higher incidence of myocarditis. Now, do I know that that was the case here? I have no idea. I'm just, I'm, I'm thankful that they were able to save this young man and that apparently he's going to be okay. That's what I heard. But however, I do think that we need to look into this issue of myocarditis more deeply and aneurysms more deeply. Now, understand that neither myocarditis nor aneurysms are at this time believed to have any connection to what happened to Bronny James. But we'll get back to that impacts. And is any of it associated with covid or vaccines? I don't know. But Elon Musk got eviscerated for suggesting that we ask the question. And indeed, Elon Musk did post to X. Remember, it's now called X, not Twitter. And Elon Musk didn't tweet. He zeded. <laughs> this is all getting very stupid. Um, Elon Musk saying we cannot ascribe everything to the vaccine, but by the same token, we cannot ascribe nothing. Myocarditis is a known side effect. The only question is whether it is rare or common. Now, immediately, Elon Musk was fact checked by his own company X, where uh, the additional context was added that myocarditis is higher after covid than after the covid vaccine. Uh, but regardless, that wasn't stopping them in any way uh, from speculating about that. That fact check was eventually removed. Fox News anchor Martha McCallum also gave an opinion on this, saying it's raising questions about the vaccine out of the ICU. Um, but he needs to undergo further testing to determine the cause of his cardiac arrest. You know, I think a lot of people see these situations and it does raise questions um, about the vaccine because we saw some of what you talked about happen. In What's funny is just because you say it raises questions about the vaccine doesn't mean it does. Right. I mean, you. I could also say, you know, when these things happen, it really raises questions about whether drinking extremely cold drinks during these practices is related. Does it actually raise questions about that? Just because I say it does doesn't mean that it does. Some young individuals after that, Elon Musk tweeted about it. We can't ascribe everything to the vaccine, but by the same token, we cannot ascribe nothing. Mm. Myocarditis is a known side effect. The only question is whether it's rare Carditis. or common. Is that a fair question to raise? And do is it true that we see more of this than we did prior to the vaccine, doctor? So, so what's more common in someone like Bronnie James um, is a cardiomyopathy, not myocarditis. But is is it off the table? Absolutely not. He All right. So Dr. Jeanette Neshiwat not taking it completely off the table, but saying what is true, which is we're not actually talking about myocarditis here. Now, the idea that this was unheard of before the covid vaccine is actually wrong. Also, remember that we are not talking about myocarditis. There is a page sudden cardiac death of athletes. This has been extremely de uh, uh, well studied. One of the things we know is that causes were analyzed in about a quarter of these cases. We're talking about a genetically determined condition called hypertrophic cardiomyopathy. In about one fifth of these situations, you have commotion cordis, which is the heart is normal, but there's a blow to the chest. This is why 
football is believed to be overrepresented in these situations. In about 14 percent of these situations, you have a coronary artery anomaly or anomaly, depending on your pronunciation preference. And uh, it's it's um, exact mechanism unknown, some association with other congenital uh, uh, abnormalities. So there's there's a list here of different things. And then down at one out of 20, is acute inflammation uh, called myocarditis. The other th- important thing to keep in mind, men are about three times more likely to suffer this sudden cardiac death. Basketball players are believed to be at the highest risk. Uh, basketball players are only four percent of male athletes, but 20 percent of the sudden cardiac death. So when you look at the data, you see much more compelling associations than that with certainly the covid vaccine, never mind any vaccine altogether. Just because they say something raises questions doesn't mean that it actually does. Now, we always want to follow the data, so we would never say it will never be determined that a vaccine is related to this. What we know now is that these incidents long predate the vaccines and that we don't actually have any evidence at this time that the vaccines are related. But I knew last night by this morning, the anti-vax people would be linking the Bronnie James incident to the vaccine. There is no such evidence to make that link at this time. One of our sponsors today is BetterHelp. Uh, Viewers of the show, listeners know I'm a big advocate of therapy. Uh, I think it's important to make it more accessible, remove any stigma that might be associated. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. And therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest, figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. BetterHelp is therapy done entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, suited to your schedule. Fill out a brief questionnaire. You'll be matched with a licensed therapist. Switch therapists anytime at no additional charge. I'm a huge believer in talk therapy and BetterHelp is making it more accessible to more people. You can even find a therapist who specializes in certain areas, which maybe you can't find where you are geographically. There are lots of great benefits to doing therapy online. Get it off your chest. Visit BetterHelp. Go to BetterHelp.com slash Pacman show today to get 10% off your first month. That's better. H E L P dot com slash Pacman show. The link is in the podcast notes. One of our sponsors today is Wild Health, founded by two emergency room physicians. What Wild Health does is take your genetics and biometrics and lifestyle data and give you tailored suggestions to your particular situation as far as nutrition, exercise, sleep and more. The idea being to help you function at your best in a way that's actually tailored to you. You might have a specific health goal. You want to sleep better or lose weight or stay healthy, feel good, be more active. Wild Health will tailor a care plan with lifestyle interventions instead of pills, which I always prefer as an approach. Wild Health pairs you with a care team. It includes a board certified precision medicine physician who you can message anytime through the app. And their newly launched premium program actually goes further, offering concierge medicine with over 15 specialized testing options. You can look at epigenetics, a coronary CT scan and many other things. The results are compelling. 
Many patients have seen improvements to diabetic markers or reducing risk of cardiovascular disease and more. Wild Health has 10 new spots in their premium program. For my audience, go to wildhealth.com slash premium to apply for membership. That's W I L D health.com slash premium. The link is in the podcast notes. Everybody loves a good bowl of instant ramen every once in a while. Hard to beat the convenience, usually not the healthiest option. The taste is often very so so. But that's only because you haven't tried Imi, which is a different kind of ramen. Our sponsor, Imi, makes ramen noodles you can actually feel good about. Low carb, only five net carbs, 18 grams of fiber for digestive and gut health. 22 grams of protein. So you're satisfied and fueled, which is not how you often feel after traditional instant ramen. The best part is it just tastes really great. The texture and the flavor are just like the ramen you're used to in the Japanese restaurants. It comes in six delicious flavors, all vegan, creamy chicken, spicy red miso, spicy beef. Imi is an awesome alternative when you need a quick snack. It'll keep you from reaching for the junk food. It's as easy as any instant ramen. You just pop it in the microwave. Go to immieats.com slash Pacman and use code Pacman for five dollars off. That's I M M I eats.com slash Pacman. Use code Pacman for five dollars off. The info is in the podcast notes. We're back on the ground at a Trump rally interviewing Trump supporters. In this particular case, it is our correspondent, Adam Mockler, interviewing soaking wet Trump supporters, not because they were sweaty this time, but because it was pouring rain. Soaking wet Trump supporters were interviewed by Adam. You can find Adam's channel at davidpackmancom slash Adam. Good for Adam. He tried to engage more substantively with these Trump supporters in this attempt, and it doesn't go particularly well. Here is um, here is a guy who seems to trust Mike Lindell, the pillow guy, but is very distrustful of others. Let's just jump into these segments and see what we think. You guys down for an interview? You seem like you want to say something. I think that your views are. You think so? Okay, so that guy's angry already with Adam. Why? Because DeSantis has Jeb Bush as a political advisor. Because DeSantis takes George Soros' money and pretends that he doesn't, he can't, he doesn't, can't help. What are your top three issues heading into the 2024 election? Well, election fraud is massive here. Uh, number two, we need to, we, we need, we need to get President Trump back in. We got to stop this Marxism that's been going on. There you go. The top three issues are massive election fraud, getting Trump back in, and stopping Marxism. On in our country and the, the movement, the Marxist movement. And exactly who is leading that movement? And can you name a single Marxist in a prominent position of power in the United States? But number one, we need to stop the border. Number, I mean, we need to stop that border. Yeah. Um, so how do you reconcile the idea that the election was stolen when Trump lost all of those court cases and then Fox News lost a lawsuit to Dominion and even <laughs> Bill Barr came out saying that there's not enough evidence to overturn the election. It doesn't still change the fact that it was, it was fraud. Why not? The facts don't change the fact that it was stolen. Why won't you leftist Marxists accept that? Because it was fraud. They're not doing they're they're they're, they're not telling the truth about it. Where are you getting Patrick this from? Byrne, Patrick Byrne, Dr. Frank Frank's, Frank's speech. Uh, Dr. Frank speech. There's a guy. That's a that's a Dr. Frank speech is a hell of a guy. Lindell, they have all the. They have 
Did you just say Nick Lindell? I have to go back and hear that. Uh, Mike Lindell. They have all the, they have the, the, the courts are, you've got George Soros is running the judges and you've got all these different people at higher. He doesn't even know the arguments. The conspiracy theory is Soros is controlling the DAs, not the get your conspiracy rights, sir. Levels we're dealing, we're battling with people that want to lie about real about the truth. What makes you trust Mike Lindell over every court and institution in America, though? Because they all disagree with well, the, when run, the courts have been. We've got corruption. There, there's people that are that have taken in the, the whole bought, bought into the all the lie. Yeah, but no. You can hack that machine just lickety split. Yeah. You need to do the full research with yep. Dr. Frank, Frank's speech. And oh. like, they're not, they're not listening to the truth. Yep. Dr. Frank, Dr. Frank's speech has the truth, but 63 courts. <laughs> I mean, you, there's no way, there's no way to reason, right? That's the important takeaway here. Here's um, another guy who says, uh, well, the, this th this is an anti trans guy, very anti trans. Listen to this. What are your top three issues going into 2024 election? And they're not the first guy, the second guy, uh, like immigration and stuff like that, immigration and immigration and stuff like that. Issue one, uh, the woke agenda, the woke agenda. Issue number two uh, and just the general state of the country. What's your definition of the woke agenda? Uh, freaking transgender. Freaking guys, do, this is how everybody should be. You know, they always can't they can't define woke. Freaking transgender is how you define the woke agenda. It's in schools and stuff. It's a mental illness that just slow. It, 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 it may not happen quickly, but it slowly starts to eat away at you. And we see this with people who detransition, who come out and say, I was basically lied to by these medical professionals who told me all my problems were going to be solved, but it just made them worse. But at the same time, 80% of trans people report having a higher quality of life after either socially or surgically transitioning. And this has been studied through and through. By which do you have the- Certainly doctors I don't trust, that's for sure. No, it's like the National Health or National Institute of Health. If you look up National Institute of Health, gender affirming care statistics, there's self-reported, you don't believe it? I don't buy into their statistics. No, there's both self-reported statistics. I don't buy it, kid. Statistics where people report how I don't buy it, boy. They feeling you still think so? So you don't think gender dysphoria is real at all? Uh, I think in extreme because you do have people who are born like one in like five fifty thousand people are yeah. born where the genetics. Yeah. Yeah. people, yeah. And I do think that now those numbers are wrong. It's it's actually something like one point seven percent of births have some intersex traits and then about half of one percent straight up have, um, I guess what we would call elements of both genitalia. So it's it's far more common than than this guy is saying gender dysphoria as a mental illness dysphoria. You know, the other thing is for you'd think that these supposed like uh, what, what might we call them like um, street street experts, like just your your pedestrian experts, you'd think they would know that it's not dysphoria. Like they might have some of the terminology right. Does exist, but we're doing it all wrong. We need to be treating it. But this is treating it. Like uh, gender affirming care is the way that you treat it, either socially or surgically. But what about psych? What about psychologically? You know, going into why do you think you're like this? Why do you make yourself 
believe that. Well, how gender dysphoria has been explained to me is basically that your brain is mismatched with your body, mm -hmm. right? So the goal is for your body to... All right, so that kind of gives you an idea of what it is that, that we're dealing with here. And Adam did something which I think is great, which was he really had the opportunity here to engage in a more um, substantive way with these folks. And uh, it, it didn't go particularly well, I think, is what we are uh, what what we are learning here. Um, OK, here is another um, another example of how these conversations went. I found out during the pandemic that a lot of our drugs are coming from China and I expected an immediate change in that. But I don't haven't really heard a whole lot about it. You know that we're doing something to to reassure that Americans can get the stuff they need without relying on China for that. Well, Biden's passed both the Made in America Act and the Chips Bill. Both of those make us directly more competitive with China, right? True. I suppose, yeah. So it does feel like Biden is trying to stimulate the economy in his own way, even if it's a little bit different than Trump's. I don't know. There's a lot of stuff coming about out about Biden. I'm waiting <laughs> for proof on it. Before. So now all of a sudden he needs proof, even though there is proof and everything Adam is citing is true. It's a different standard for what he will believe based on how inclined he is to want that to be true. Or I make an opinion on it, but uh, if the man has done the things that he's being accused of, it really comes down to treason, doesn't it? George Washington. <laughs> Listen. I'm going to need to really study the Chips Act and all these things you mentioned before I form an opinion. But it sounds like Biden committed treason, doesn't it? Have to shoot some of his own um, soldiers in order to keep peace in the ranks and keep people from running away and going back to their families. That had to be a terrible decision for him to yeah. make. I'm sure he spent the rest of his life agonizing over that. But, uh, you know, we don't. Now this guy starts getting really confused. He doesn't really know what's going on or what he's even talking about. We don't make no bones about just blowing things underneath the carpet about uh, Biden's son. People think I'm crazy because I say, well, what if we took responsible adults and we paid somebody, somebody had two children and they wanted to take another child into their life to help make their life easier, that child's life easier, and their children's life easier. Why shouldn't we pay them $50,000 a year to do that? You know, we could fix the homeless children and the abused children issue real easy with just the money that it takes to elect a president in the United States of America. How many other countries laugh and giggle at us? About well, that's a pretty good argument for some serious uh, campaign finance reform. So I actually do think there's something uh, some, something pretty, uh, pretty interesting there. Uh, OK. Last clip here is a birther. And yes, there, there are the birthers are still around. Faith, family, freedom. Nice. Yes, this was my shirt. I mean, I come red, white and blue. What do you think about his most recent indictment? That's just just to distract everybody else from knowing what's really going on. If yep. there was a reality where Trump actually did these things, where he took documents and hid them, would you condemn that and say that that's not OK? Well, if it was true, I would say, hey, why? I would ask questions instead of hide things like the Democrats have been hiding. Hide things? What have they been hiding? Everything. <laughs> I mean, listen, where have the Democrats hid their bowling balls? You never see pictures of the Democratic bowling balls. They must be hidden. 
Where did Democrats hide the bodies? I haven't seen any bodies, so therefore they must have hidden the bodies. It's just it's logical. The China. They hid the China. Just because you might not be able to find China on a map doesn't mean Democrats have hidden it, ma'am. Big guy, Hunter, uh, election interference. He's done a lot of evil to this country. He hasn't done anything. You think Obama is controlling Biden? Oh, yeah, he's the man of the year. You think Biden's current agenda right now is being influenced by Obama at all? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Obama, I don't really think was really. I think Obama was a plan. I think his grandmother was right when she said in Kenya that he was born in Kenya. Who planted Obama? The elitists, the world. So you think they planted Obama so Obama could then control Biden during his presidency? Well, there is a lot going on there. It's obvious just the way the country is these days. Adam, why can't you realize how obvious this is? There was a what was Obama? 44, 46 when he was elected. There was a 45 roughly year plot to plant a Kenyan to be president to later remain president indirectly by controlling his vice president when the vice president became president himself. Adam doesn't get how obvious this is. This is really bad. The more you actually let them talk, the longer form the conversations, the scarier it gets. Really good job by Adam Mockler. Check out his YouTube channel, davidpackman.com slash Adam. Subscribe there. Make sure to subscribe here, folks. We're pushing to two million subscribers. I would love your help in doing that. Three and a half million people who were not subscribed watched our videos last month. Just with that group of people, we could get to two million subscribers like that. Help us make it happen. We'll take a quick break and be right back. Summer is in full swing. No better time to get out and explore. My favorite way is on my electric bike. It's just great exercise like a regular bike, but you can go further. You can see more. My electric bike is the XP 3.0 from our sponsor, Electric E-Bikes, thousand watt motor with a ton of torque. I can go up to 28 miles an hour. It's just super fun. My XP 3.0 also has upgraded hydraulic brakes, five level pedal assist, providing intuitive and smooth acceleration and a twist grip throttle for pure power at the tip of your fingers. All of their e-bikes are packed with advanced features. The LCD display is super bright, seven speed gearing, a removable battery that you can charge indoors that'll go up to 65 miles on one charge. Every model folds up so I can put it in my car, the garage. Electric e-bikes cost way less than the competition with financing as low as 73 bucks a month. So your outdoor fun won't cost you a fortune. Every bike ships free and fully assembled. So what are you waiting for? Start your journey at electricebikes.com. That's L E C T R I C ebikes.com. The link is in the podcast notes. I've had such trouble finding a great razor where I am not cutting myself or getting those nicks on my skin, which are so common with the cheap disposable razors. You have to meet our sponsor Henson Shaving. Henson actually manufactures parts for the International Space Station and the Mars Rover, and they are bringing that exact same precision engineering to the shaving experience. It hurts when you shave because blades extend too far and thus they wobble slightly. 
But with their aerospace grade CNC machines, Henson is able to make metal razors that extend just 0.0013 inches. That's less than the thickness of a human hair, which means a secure, stable blade with a vibration free shave. It also has built in channels to evacuate the hair and the cream. No more clogs, no more rubbing your thumb on the razor to get the hair out. I use Henson at home. Shaving is a great experience now. Henson wants to be the best razor, not the best razor business, which means you only need to buy it once and it's awesome. Go to hensonshaving.com slash Pacman, add a razor and a hundred pack of blades to your cart, then enter the code Pacman to get the hundred blades for free. That is a three year supply. That's H E N S O N shaving.com slash Pacman. Use code Pacman. The link is in the podcast notes. Robert F. Kennedy Jr., who is challenging Joe Biden for the Democratic presidential nomination, is very useful to right wing media and to Trump supporters and to right wingers in general. In fact, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. has been interviewed more on Fox News than the other Republican challengers to Donald Trump. And it's because he serves a number of different purposes, including to appear to generate the feeling that there is more discontent with Biden from within the Democratic Party than there actually is. There is discontent with Joe Biden from within the Democratic Party, but it is not nearly as significant as Fox News would want you to believe by virtue of propping up Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Number of other interesting reasons we've previously discussed why RFK Jr is interesting to many in right wing media. Well, Fox News propaganda Sean Hannity gave uh, Kennedy a uh, an hour town hall last night, and it is really worth watching because it is a combination of backpedaling, lying and distorting to such a degree that it almost makes Sean Hannity seem like the voice of reason. When Hannity seems like the sober voice of reason, you know things are getting a little weird. Here is Bobby Kennedy Jr. attempting to backtrack from when he said Jews and Asians don't get COVID as badly as whites and blacks and that it was uh, a targeted and but 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 what he has kind of backed up and backpedaled to is saying, I never meant to suggest it was designed that way. It just is that way. Of course, we looked at the clip. We know that that's exactly what he was suggesting. But here is Bobby Kennedy Jr. last night on Fox saying, no, 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 that's never what I meant to suggest. This is a and I was describing a 2021 study that was funded by NIH that was performed by a half a dozen at least scientists, three, the three lead scientists from Cleveland Clinic. Okay, now on this, remember, we've already you all know already that this is BS because we talked about it. The study he referenced the next day to try to get out of trouble, if you actually read the study, it says that these differences are so minute that they are not only not statistically significant, but they don't suggest anyone should do anything different in terms of assessing their risk tolerance based on genetic makeup. It's in that study. So even this is already BS. But let's continue. And that study showed that the the docking site for the uh, on the fur and cleave of the of the uh, COVID virus was particularly compatible with certain races. And it doesn't mean that those races disproportionately died, but chiefly with African with people of African descent. Right. Next of Caucasians, least of all 
people from Finland and uh, and uh, people and and certain German Germanic races. Oh boy. And and ethnic Chinese were were also the uh, le least uh, or less. This is a mess. This is a mess. Acceptable and Ashkenazi Jews. All right. There was no suggestion ever that somebody designed it to be that way. That it was designed to preserve certain races. I was not suggesting that. Right now, that's actually exactly what he suggested. He then backpedaled and said, "That's not what I meant to do." But that is exactly what he suggested. And that explanation, I mean, if if that explanation seems logical to you, I've got a bridge to sell you. Quite frankly. Then the topic of Ukraine and Russia came up. And again, on this one, Hannity having to try to help Bobby Kennedy Jr. not say ridiculous things. Bobby Kennedy Jr. says we pushed the Ukraine into the war. This guy's being taken seriously by some and he's still using the antiquated term the Ukraine and Hannity tries to help him, but he just can't use language art and you use the design of agreement. So Ukraine to, to appease Putin, uh, Putin rather, who I think is evil. They've already given up Crimea. It was annexed So what they now they have to give up the Donbass area. Uh, I, you know, the, the Ukraine, because of our pushing the Ukraine into the war <laughs> on two occasions in the, the uh, in we, we pushed them into it or to Putin. Well, let me tell you. Let me let me answer your question. Yeah. In 2019, France, Germany, and Russia all agreed to the Minsk Accords. That year, Zelensky ran for president. He was a comedian. He had no political experience. Why did he win? Because he he won, ran on one issue, signing the Minsk Accords. As soon as he got in there, Victoria Newland and the White House told him he couldn't do it. That. Putin sends 40,000 troops in. That's not enough to crowds dead, by the way. Crowd has no clue what he's talking about. Conquer the country. Clearly, he wanted us to come to the negotiation. He wanted somebody to come to the negotiating table. Zelensky came to the negotiating table, signed a new agreement that was the Minsk Accords II in 2022, and that would have allowed Donbass to stay and Lugansk to stay to remain as part of, of Ukraine. We said Putin signed it. Zelensky initialed it, and Putin, in good faith, began withdrawing troops from the Ukraine. What happened? We sent Boris Johnson over there to torpedo it because we don't want peace with. We want the war with Russia. What so the crowd liking the idea of Biden as the warmonger, right? That's the only part they react to. We want war with Russia. Um, it would be impossible in this segment to unwind all of the dates names and places that Bobby Kennedy Jr. gets wrong in that answer. But we will come back to that another day. And then um, at the end, Hannity asking Bobby Kennedy Jr., why should people vote for you? And his answer is really something else. We have a, a minute left in, in this hour. Yeah. And I want to ask you this. It's gone by so quickly. You, you, you're talking to the American people tonight. Why should they vote for you for president? Tell them what, what make I mean, in a one minute final statement. Uh, I mean, the, you know, I'm running on a, um, on a I'm a, I think most Americans were at our, each other's throats today. We have the worst polarization that we've ever had since the American Civil War. It's more dangerous and more toxic. Yeah. And who's to blame for that? Address that question. The 60s was a little crazy, too. I mean, the 60s were yeah, when my father ran. It was, you know, there was a lot of uh, division at that time. But it's hard to say, see how this is ever going to end well. 
And what I've said is I want to end that polarization and I want to do that by telling the truth. Well, the ship has sailed on that. Okay, telling the truth, telling debunked obvious lies about the connection between uh, vaccines and autism, telling demonstrable lies about the Russia Ukraine war. I mean, I could go on and on. And what's really sad about this is that many of you know, I, I once had dinner with Bobby Kennedy Jr. and we have a lot of uh, acquaintances and friends in common. He really is an extremely nice, charismatic, articulate and engaging guy who can talk to most people about just about any topic in a way that really feels feels genuine, whether it is or isn't. I don't know, but at least feels genuine. But this stuff is nuts. This stuff is nuts. We've recently learned in the last 24 hours that a lot of the consultants and, and, and firms that his campaign has hired are right wing firms. We know that many right wingers love the idea of Bobby Kennedy Jr. as a chaos agent to just disrupt Biden's candidacy. At the end of the day, I don't think it's going to make a difference, but it is an extraordinary cautionary tale in the enemy of my enemy is my friend sort of stuff. But even that can end up backfiring. And I think we're starting to see that now. Let me know your thoughts. We'll have these clips on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook and of course on YouTube. If you've been thinking about getting a new mattress, Helix Sleep is where I would start. I've been sleeping on Helix mattresses for years now. I recommend Helix to everyone, which is why I wanted them as a sponsor. If you don't want to take my word for it, Helix has been awarded number one mattress by both GQ and Wired magazine. And one of the things that makes Helix unique is their sleep quiz. I didn't really know what kind of mattress would be best for me, but you do this short sleep quiz. You answer questions about your body type and your preferences, what position you like to sleep in. And Helix will match you with the perfect mattress for you. So, you know, you're actually getting something tailored to your needs instead of going in blind like most people do. I got my Helix mattress designed to stay cool at night since I hate getting hot while I sleep. Shipping is always free. You get 100 nights to decide whether you like it. My audience gets a huge 20 percent discount off of all orders, plus two free pillows. Go to helixsleep.com slash Pacman and enter code helixpartner20 at checkout. That's helixsleep.com slash Pacman. Then use code helixpartner20 to get 20% off and two free pillows. The info is in the podcast notes. Failed former President Donald Trump is now begging his friends in the House of Representatives, begging them, please help me not get indicted and arrested again. Trump's third arrest imminent, Trump taking as he often does to the video camera yesterday to ask Congress, investigate whoever you can to stop what they are doing to me. Are these the last gasps of a doomed candidate or is this only the beginning? Will Trump rise again like a phoenix over the horizon? I don't know, but he's sounding pretty desperate here. Take a look. Congress, if you will, please investigate the political witch hunts against me currently being brought by the corrupt DOJ and FBI who are totally out of control. Right. They don't go after Biden with all of his corruption, the most corrupt president in history. No proof of that, of course. But they keep coming after me from the day I came down the escalator, all failures. There you go. Trump saying, please, please investigate them. You know what's so funny about this? We were initially told 
the indictments are great for Trump. This, I'm happy that I'm being investigated. I'm happy that they indicted me. It proves that they've weaponized the DOJ and law enforcement. The New York and Georgia DAs are taking direction from Soros and from Biden. And it involves the DOJ and it involves thug Jack Smith or whatever name he came up with. And it's all great for me. It shows the people show the people turn the cameras around. It shows the people that they see me as a threat. It's going to help me win the nomination. It's going to help me become president again. That was the original story about the investigations and about the indictments. Now, of course, people who know Trump, Michael Cohen, uh, who will be back on the show very soon and others said that this guy, you know, they talked about filling his diaper. That's a little bit crass, but the idea is Trump's afraid. Trump's afraid. They said, no, no, no. Trump is afraid. You could tell from the imagery when he was arrested and all these different things. Now, all of a sudden, it seems the investigations and the indictments and the arrests aren't so good for Trump. And he's saying, please intervene, please interfere, please figure out some way to make it all stop from a very strictly speaking polling perspective. It doesn't really seem to be hurting Trump. And in fact, even the recent little dip that Trump had in the polling that we talked about from 54 to 51, it's already gone away, even though DeSantis keeps declining. Uh, Vivek Ramaswamy continuing to push up beyond five now almost to six percent. So it really doesn't seem to be hurting Trump. Trump was polling right around 45 before the arrests and indictments, and now he's at like 53. He gained about eight, nine points since then. But there is a reality here that Trump is at least to some degree aware of, which is he really might go to prison or at least have to deal with a sentence that then he has to negotiate away as I'll serve it in home confinement or whatever the case may be. And I do believe Trump is scared. And on top of all of this, on top of Trump begging Congress, please help me. We now have insight into the possible charges out of Georgia, and they are extraordinary. Let's talk about that next. The Guardian is now exclusively reporting on the possible criminal charges against twice impeached, twice indicted, twice arrested, failed former President Donald Trump. And these are very serious charges. Georgia prosecutors eye criminal solicitation charges in the Trump inquiry. Exclusive Fulton County DA has identified multiple state election crimes in the 2020 election investigation, sources say. These are really serious crimes. These are state charges. These cannot be um, done away with by virtue of uh, a pardon. This is very, very serious stuff. The Fulton County District Attorney investigating Trump's efforts to overturn the election results in Georgia has weighed several potential statutes under which to charge, including solicitation to commit election fraud and conspiracy to commit election fraud, according to two people briefed on the matter. The move by Fonnie Willis to identify a list of potential charges marks a major juncture in the criminal investigation and suggests prosecutors are on course to ask a grand jury to return indictments next month. We're talking about August. Among the state election charges uh, that prosecutors are examining criminal solicitation to commit election fraud and conspiracy to commit election fraud, as well as solicitation of a public or political officer to fail to perform their duties and solicitation to destroy, deface or remove ballots. 
The DA is also seeking to charge at least some some Trump operatives who were involved in accessing voting machines and copying sensitive election data in Coffee County, Georgia, with computer trespass crimes. This is extraordinarily, extraordinarily serious. This relates to attempting to get officials to change results. Find me the 11,000 votes, et cetera, et cetera. This involves conspiracy because Trump and his uh, uh, inner circle pulled in other people, Lindsey Graham and others. All of this together is very, very serious. This is an investigation that from the beginning, legal experts surmised might bring the most serious charges against Trump. Even if none of this leads to prison time, if Trump is charged in Georgia, this, you know, we on the left have been pretty sober, I believe, in assessing the seriousness of these different charges. The first Trump indictment in New York state, everybody that I uh, uh, heard weigh in on it said there is absolutely a basis in fact and a basis in law for this indictment. But these do not seem like the most serious charges that Trump is facing. If there is a second federal indictment, we will evaluate the seriousness of those charges. But right now, these charges are looking potentially like the most serious. And even if they don't lead to Trump serving prison time, which I continue to believe they will not, even if that doesn't happen, these are such serious charges that the impact on Trump psychologically but also the impact on Trump's day to day and the degree to which he is going to be tied up fighting this fight in Georgia should not be understated. So as far as the timing goes, remember that the grand jury uh, has reconvened in Georgia. Um, the expectation is that sometime before the first 10 days of September, we're going to get decisions made on uh, Georgia's ch charges against Trump. The expectation now increasingly is that it could be during the first 15 days of August. This is extraordinarily serious. It makes sense that Trump would be scared to death. I mean, you know, when we say, oh, Trump, Michael Cohen loves to say Trump's filling his diaper in, in fear. Um, crass language aside, anybody who understands the seriousness of what he's up against in Georgia should be afraid. If I were facing these charges in Georgia, I would be afraid because they are extraordinarily serious. And we may know much more about this sometime in the next two weeks. Hey, uh, Ron DeSantis's campaign seems increasingly obsessed with me. As many of you know, I've already been featured in a disanctimonious ad uh, talking about how I believe DeSantis is more dangerous than Trump. They, they framed this to make it seem like I was in some way saying something good about DeSantis. Of course, I wasn't. There is a new ad where I think I'm in this thing six, seven, eight times. I'm not going to play the whole thing for you. Look at how frequently DeSantis is including me in his campaign ads. If Trump was the original Terminator, DeSantis is like the T-1000. Ron DeSantis is far more dangerous than Donald Trump. They're just like, oh, well, at least DeSantis isn't crazy like Trump. But I'm like, no, you should be we more scared of him than Trump. He's like the worst. This is Rosie on the show. This is me interviewing Rosie. Version of Trump. Ron DeSantis is despicable. Uh, he is disgraceful. The real reason this man is so terrifying 
is because he's managed to succeed in areas where Trump has failed. I honestly believe DeSantis was forged in hell. There's no doubt in my mind. Look at my face. We think DeSantis is more dangerous than Trump to some degree because he's less incompetent. If anyone out there thinks that somehow he is any better than Donald Trump, then they don't know Ron DeSantis. If you thought Donald Trump was bad, you got another thing coming. He may actually be able to do a lot of the things Trump merely wanted to do but failed to do. DeSantis actually knows the system. This guy is worse than Trump. DeSantis is shrewd, ruthless, and ambitious. He's delivered more cruelty than Donald Trump. He's smarter than Trump. I think we all kind of recognize this. He's a lawyer. He's Harvard and Yale trained and educated. He's not a stupid man. I think Ron DeSantis is far more dangerous than Donald Trump. But he's also more competent, I think. scarier than Trump because he's not so incompetent. He's more cunning. He's not an incompetent administrator in the way that Trump was. He would be more uh, able to get things done. Ron DeSantis is far more dangerous than Donald Trump. Far more dangerous than Donald Trump. Far more likely if he becomes president to successfully implement a lot of these horrible and disastrous ideas. DeSantis is quite clever. Part of his cleverness is that he got the undocumented people on planes and flew them to Martha's Vineyard. Ron DeSantis is a dangerous person and would be a dangerous president. A more disciplined extremist. The Trump agenda would be far more likely to be carried on. So that's five and six. That's Ruth ben Giad on the show. And then this this is me again. And it goes on and on and on. Now, I think in, in some sense it is flattering because I mean, let's be perfectly honest. If what we're doing on this show is so regularly getting the attention of the DeSantis campaign, then it means that at least someone's paying attention and it's not just me in a room with a microphone talking to nobody with a couple of lights, lights that often don't even work right. But that's a story for a different day. So in a sense, there that that is flattering. The other thing that, of course, we have to understand is that these this is all the DeSantis campaign is framing this as a virtue. They're framing as a virtue that the left is more triggered. They've triggered the libs. They say it's good. It shows DeSantis is the right guy because the left is saying this stuff. However, it doesn't actually seem that Republicans are interested in DeSantis. And this is, of course, being borne out by the polling numbers where DeSantis has lost 42 percent support. So it is interesting. I don't know who puts these videos together, to what degree they track our show and other shows. You know, we saw Farron Cousins in there um, and some other people that uh, are kind of in our circle. So it is a very interesting approach. However, I don't know if I should be glad or sad that using me in campaign ads as a foil doesn't seem to be helping Ron DeSantis. You tell me whether that's a good thing or a bad thing. I don't know. We have a voicemail number and that number is two one nine two David P. Here's a caller building on Ben Shapiro's idea that you can solve global warming by turning on your air conditioner. Listen, if it's hot, you just turn on the AC and then you cool you cool your house. It's that simple. Here is a, a sort of tongue in cheek comment about here's an even better way to deal with your house getting too hot. Hey, David, just heard your segment on Ben Shapiro saying if it gets too hot, we should just turn our AC on. Yeah, I think you were a little hard on it. Talking about thermodynamics and stuff, you know, when when it gets really hot at my house, I just open up the freezer, cool off the whole apartment. I don't right. really see what's wrong with that. Thanks for everything you do, David. Yeah. So listen, obviously the caller is joking. You don't, you know, opening your freezer to cool your house doesn't really make sense. But it is a really good illustration of why air conditioning is not a solution to climate change. When you open your, imagine you did this, right? You open your freezer to let the cold air out to cool the house. 
It doesn't make mathematical or physical sense because it will warm your house in the long run. A freezer doesn't create cold. OK, it moves heat from one place to another. And one of the things a freezer does is it uses a compressor to pump a refrigerant gas through coils. The gas absorbs heat from the inside of the freezer and releases it outside. This is why the top, the back of your of your fridge get hot. This is how it works. So when you open the freezer door, you're letting some of the cold air from the freezer into your apartment, into your house, into the room. But you're also exposing the room to the heat from the coils. And if you keep the freezer open, that refrigerant process is going to have to run indefinitely. It will actually. And, and of course, these are not perfectly efficient systems either. So you're not going to get as much cooling as the heat that is released. So when you do it in your house, you're trying to cool your house, but you're warming your house. Air conditioning systems do the same thing, except instead of releasing the heat into the house, the AC compressor is outside. So it releases the heat into the environment. But it's the same analogy. It's, it's actually perfectly analogous. This is why using AC to deal with a climate that is increasingly erratic with record heat in the summer doesn't make any sense because you're doing the exact same thing. The AC will cool the house and move the heat into the atmosphere, which explains why at scale air conditioning doesn't solve the problem of dangerous record heat. And on some level, Ben Shapiro must know that, right? I don't know. You tell me. All right, folks, I have extraordinary news. First of all, we do have a great bonus show today. I hope that you're a member by now. Uh, we are going speaking of heat in Arizona. It's so hot that people are going to the ER to get treatment for burns they suffered when they fell on the sidewalk. Think of that. It's so hot that people are getting you fall down. It's not that you hurt your ankle. It's that you got burned by the sidewalk. That's happening in, in Arizona. We're going to talk about it. Secondly, we've been following the activism of labor over the last several months. And UPS has now reached a tentative contract with its 340,000 unionized workers, and they may be able to dodge a strike that would be very bad. You know, if if you're waiting on your, you know, beard hair cleaner from Amazon uh, and you don't want to wait extra time for it, then you should be very glad if this agreement is reached. But is it a good agreement? We're going to look at it. There are also people who think UPS drivers are overpaid. That's another interesting thing that I've been hearing from some saying, saying, listen, David, I support labor, but UPS drivers don't deserve the money that they're asking for. We'll talk about all of that on the bonus show. And in addition to that, Mitt Romney once again functioning as a sort of voice of reason, saying the ones, twos and threes and fours need to drop out of the Republican primary because we need to coalesce around someone to defeat Donald Trump. Otherwise, Trump's going to win again. Romney's not wrong. Romney's not wrong. We'll talk about all of that and more on the bonus show. Sign up at joinpacman.com. It's a beautiful thing. Secondly, thank you, thank you, thank you to everyone who has bought my children's book. My children's book, Think Like a Detective, is approaching 8,000 copies sold. I thought when we launched this thing, if we sell 500 copies, it will be a success. We have sold 7,800 copies already, and we're still in the first month. 
You can get the book at davidpackmancom slash book. And please, if you got the book already, please come back and review it on Amazon. We've got 450 reviews, but we've sold 7800 copies. The reviews are so important. We've been contacted by Korean publishers, Lithuanian publishers and Slovakian publishers about buying the rights to the book to do translations. We are working on Spanish, French and German translations. I can't believe what's happening with this book because I, I'll be honest, I did everything wrong and the book is doing well. I did everything right and they indicted me. OK, well, at least I'm not dealing with that problem. So review the book if you got it. Pick up a copy at davidpackmancom slash book. I heard from someone yesterday who got 30 copies to distribute to local libraries. It's unbelievable, folks. It truly is unbelievable. I'll see you on the bonus show. We'll be back here tomorrow and maybe Trump will get indicted again. I don't know.